It's the Prentice also Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com and our iPhone and Android apps. This portion of the show is brought to you by Dr. Automotive in Smyrna, Jay Mullins Jewelry, and Carpets by Osborne. Welcome back to the Prentice Offset Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Donut Country and McDonald's Murfreesboro. Kevin Creasy, the head football coach at Oakland High School, joining us now. Coach, as always, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. A little chilly this morning, wasn't it? Kind of like last night. A little yeah, chilly last night. Little, football little, weather. A little, little playoff football weather. Patriots at home. Um, take care of business, I guess. Kind of a game mirrored a little bit the one you had uh, the previous week uh, against Rockville. You jump out, you, you know, 35 nothing. Uh, you get the the running clock at air tap and, you know, just kind of cruise in like you want to do. Yeah, you know, uh, got to uh, play a lot of guys last night, but uh, you have Warren County credit. You know, it's 7 nothing at the end of the first quarter. So um, someone asked me if we were kind of – you know, starting off slow, I think you got to give credit to Warren County. I thought they did a good job, uh, you know, doing some things on uh, offense and defense. And uh, like I said, our guys adjusted well in the second quarter, had a really good second quarter. And then the third quarter, we, we got the kickoff and returned it for a touchdown. Uh, I thought Eric Taylor showed how explosive he is by running a a long touchdown back to, to give us a 42-0 lead. And and to tell you the truth, after that, we didn't even touch the ball in the third quarter. So our offense didn't see the, the field in the entire third quarter. Uh, but like I said, sometimes that's a blessing in disguise, you know, get the uh, older guys out and make sure they're 100% for next week. And, um, you know, I think we may have had a broke finger. But besides that, I think we kind of came out of this game injury-free. Are you pretty healthy as a whole right now? Uh, you know, as healthy as you can be this time of year. Uh, we've got some guys that are dealing with some stuff, but, uh, you know, this deep into uh, the season and playing some of the competition we've played, uh, you know, we we got to be pretty happy with uh, the injuries and, and where we are with the injuries. Well, you want to be fully loaded uh, at this point of the year. Um I think Jordan had what maybe six carries, went over a hundred yards. I, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure on the on the stats. I know he, I think he had three touchdowns, and one of them was a long, nice run. Uh, you know, he's he's always going to uh, do his best, and you know, no matter who we're playing, he's going to perform well. And uh, you know, like I said, big night out of him, but uh, big night out of Eric Taylor. Uh, Nice job by Cade Hewitt, and of course Isaiah Horton had a touchdown reception. Uh, I think we had a pretty good couple runs uh, coming out of uh, Antonio Patterson. Uh, so, you know, just want to want to kind of keep these things uh, rolling, you know, because it's going to be a whole lot tougher next week. Uh, it'll be a four quarter game next week, and we know here on out it'd be that way the rest of the playoffs. Yep, gets tougher every week, as they say. Um, are your guys that you know your your starters? Uh, you've had a lot of games this year. Now you've had some where they've had to go the whole, you know, the whole way. Are, are they pretty receptive to 
sitting out most of the second half or second half eager to see what their teammates can do, the younger guys that are, you know, that back them up. Yeah, you know, uh, it hadn't always been that way, but I thought it was pretty awesome last night. You know, we had a young guy catch the ball, and, you know, Isaiah Horton was his biggest fan. Uh, we had a long uh, run by one of our younger backups, and, you know, you got our whole offensive line, Jordan James and Antonio, they're celebrating with him. Uh, so I think it's pretty cool because uh, those guys a lot of times were they were in that role as a backup or scout team player and uh, you know they love to see the other guys have success and you know like I said if if they're not cheering uh, when somebody else is doing well then you probably got a, a problem in the locker room more so than you do on the football field so uh, I think it's awesome that our guys uh, celebrate and enjoy uh, other people's success and uh, you see that a lot of times when our young guys stop them and, you know, we preserved the uh, the shutout right there at the end, uh, had a big turnover. And like I said, our older guys were still in the game uh, celebrating with our younger guys that made the turnover. Well, that's that's a good point in that um, um, those guys have been in the, the, their shoes before and, and, you know, they know what it's like to bide their time. And that's kind of one thing I know you preach a lot that, you know, that sometimes you got to bide your time. I know if, if I ever look out there and you've got a sophomore starting, I'm yeah. like, all right, I got to watch this guy. He's got to be pretty special. <laughs> well, that's right. That's right. I think we've got two sophomores starting on defense and uh, sophomore starting on offense. And uh, so those three, you better watch them. They're going to be pretty special players. Uh, but at the same time, you know, you look at a kid like uh, Avery Rogers, who is our kicker, who. Uh, kind of got snubbed for Mr. Football, I thought. Uh, did a heck of a job, won the CPA game for us. Uh, you know, he was behind three guys that ended up going to college, and all three of them start. You know, they're young guys in college, but all three of them start uh, in college. And uh, Avery bided his time, and maybe his name wasn't out there enough, uh, you know. But that's kind of the way it is sometimes at Oakland. You just got to – uh, wait your turn and usually you got good people in front of you but because of the good people uh it makes you a better player in competition uh breed success and uh because he got to see the success of three guys that were really good that like I said are playing on saturday avery rogers one of the best kickers in the state is, is your routine week to week been pretty much the same over the years i mean you've got a great formula obviously yeah, it has. Um, <clears throat> you know, we pretty much have a routine that we stick to, and uh, we can adjust it. You know, certain things happen. Uh, I think Thursday we're out of school, you know, so uh, you've got to make adjustments on the run sometimes, but uh, I think that's kind of what you got to do in a football game. Sometimes you got to make those adjustments on the run, and uh, that's what we do with our schedule. So our schedule's not necessarily in stone, but we do have a pretty good formula that we've been going with you know since uh, i was coaching at, at trialsdale county so it was uh it's one of those things that we we kind of know before the season starts kind of what we're looking at doing all the way through the playoffs all right uh oakland again wins 49 to nothing over uh warren county obviously a team that you were familiar with as they were in your region last year yeah you know uh they were similar to what they did last year on offense and defense. They just didn't uh, have the uh, guy wearing the red cape. Didn't you have know. the beast, did they? <laughs> CJ was 
uh, on the sideline for him. Uh, he came and, you know, he signed with Vanderbilt and doing real well up there, and he came to watch the game. But uh, we kept an eye on him and made sure that he didn't put a uniform on at halftime. So uh, we were always eyeballing him. But uh, like I said, he was our region MVP last year. And, uh, you know, that's just like anything else. I'm a whole lot smarter uh, coach when I got, you know, Antonio Patterson, Jordan James, you know, the Ron Gaines and Ethan McLaurin on the team. So uh, I get that for sure, and uh, that is pretty pretty important. And, you know, like I said, Warren County uh, had one of the best players they had in school history on their team last year, so they were uh, a little bit different this year. You know, we, we spend a lot of time, you know, lots of people do, you know, talking about numbers and they're racking this up and they're racking that up. Those cats you got up front defensively, uh, they rack up quite a bit of numbers too, don't they? They do. They do. You know, uh, we were just looking at their numbers. And uh, last year, I think Theron Gaines had 22 tackles for loss. And this year, he's already got 23 tackles for loss. And, uh, you know, hopefully we got some more games uh, to be played. And, of course, Ethan McLaurin is is uh, going, you know, visiting uh etsu today and uh he deserves a lot of the accolades that he's getting uh uh, he's got a scholarship to tennessee tech if he so desires and then of course caleb cole's being recruited by a lot of different schools and he's our nose guard that takes up a lot of double teams and uh you know tough kid been playing through some injuries uh so yeah we've got three really good d linemen that kind of clean things up for everybody else to make tackles but a lot of times those three are making the tackles before anybody else can get to them um speaking of people visiting possibly going here there signing days coming up i think next week do you, right. are you are you expecting some of your guys to wait some of your guys to go ahead and take care of it yeah you know uh i think we'll probably uh have some guys wait because there there's some guys that uh are having an even better season than they did the year before. So, um, you know, a lot of people sign early, but I think we're going to have some guys that are going to wait and see what else is out there. Uh, but I do know that Jordan James, I'm pretty sure he's signing early. And, uh, you know, why wouldn't you? It doesn't get much better than the number one team in the nation when you uh, are committed to Georgia. And, uh, you know, you're having a year that they're having and you're having a year that you're having. Uh, you know, he just got nominated – uh for mr football so uh, i'm pretty sure he's probably going to sign early and then i'm not sure about the rest i think the rest may may just kind of wait and see yeah it's like they've got a an entire future nfl defense over there (laughs) (laughs) on that side of the ball those cats are boy they can play they're (laughs) really good really good and uh sure they're gonna be tough to beat um well moving on you play shelbyville this week uh they were um 23-21 23-21 winners over Rockville last night, but did jump out to a 23 to nothing lead. And, you know, uh, some pretty good-looking athletes and some and some guys with some size. I know this is why you played a familiar opponent last week. It's been a long time since uh, Oakland's played Shelbyville. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, and like I said, don't know much about Shelbyville except what I saw on film against Riverdale, you know. Uh, Riverdale is one of the best teams out there in, in 6A. And, uh, you know, Riverdale squeaked out a victory 13-7 to against Shebbeville. Uh So we, we saw a lot of things uh, that they did well in that game. And, uh, you know, uh, 
I saw their head coach uh, win a state championship. I watched that game when he was at Lake County, so uh, state championship coach coming from West Tennessee. So I got a lot of respect for him. I think his son plays for him. And then, uh, you know, Shevel's always been known to have some uh, good players. And uh, it's one of those deals where we got to get familiar with them pretty quick. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, – like I said, we've watched the, the Riverdale game and got a lot of respect for them, so they definitely got our attention uh, by almost uh, winning winning against Riverdale earlier in the year. I know their quarterback, um, maybe more so than he did earlier in the year when he was hurt, he's um, uh, at least last night in the game against um, Rock Belt. It might have been a look they were giving him or, or whatever, but uh, he took the ball a lot. He ran the ball a whole lot. Right, yep. Uh, we got to see the last, I guess, four minutes of the game uh, our game was over and, and uh, their game was on TV and, and so we flipped on the TV and uh, you know Rockville made a, a heck of a comeback right there I'm not sure what happened in the first you know three and a half quarters but uh, you know I knew Coach Rice's team would fight to the to the very end and uh, you know had a chance right there to go to overtime I guess and and uh, it just didn't work out but it looked like two good football teams out there playing I gotta ask you. I asked Floyd. Uh, have you ever seen that deception penalty called? The only time I've seen the deception penalty called is is on like a a punt, and uh, you know, a lot of times on a on a kick, somebody may shift or move around, and and people act like they're trying to, you know, I don't know, maybe draw someone off sides. I've I've seen that, and, you know, I've I've just questioned how do you know the intentions of the play caller how do you know the intentions of the play i mean you're a casual observer like the rest of us maybe they weren't trying to draw somebody off sides and and so when you see that uh you just wonder you know like man that's hard to interpret uh mm-hmm. and then of course uh you know there was a interpretation last night with that you know kid i, I guess he was deceiving by you know, asking what the play was to the coaches on the side. I'm not sure. I, like I said, I've never seen it called on a on an actual offensive play. I know it's an untimed down, and, you know, it, it was an opportunity to kick, but, of course, they needed to go for two. So it was uh, it was definitely unique, and uh, I think a lot of uh, viewers on, on TV, uh, you know, got to learn learn a very unique and obscure rule that people don't oftentimes see and much less for it to be a 15 yarder Whew, that, that hurts for sure okay. and and i'm sure there are some really creative examples of why that rule was invented maybe 50 years ago i don't know but uh uh you know it's it's wild that it uh it was uh right there at the end of that game it's unfortunate for for rockville i, I like seeing how overtime would have played out uh but like I said, two really good teams fighting it out, and that's what you want in the playoffs. You know, it's win or go home, and uh, some seniors are hanging up their uniform for the last time, and, uh, you know, that's what makes it tough. And uh, at the same time, Shelville gets to play another week and uh, maybe even longer if we don't take care of business. Um, may or may not, depending on what, what happens elsewhere, could be your last home game of the year. So I know you're looking for a big crowd out there in, in round two. Yes, you just never know. Uh, you know, a few years ago, we had to go on the road to, to Mount Juliet in the third round and had one of the best games we've ever had, you know, just back and forth between those two, uh, just us and, and Mount Juliet. And 
Lebanon seems to have a really good squad, and uh, you know Riverdale's going to do, uh, you know what they do, and and I could see either team winning that game, and and like I said, Shevel, uh, they are a tough opponent as well, so. Our region definitely has our hands full, you know. Uh, that tells you a little bit about uh, the regions when, uh, you know, two of our teams won and two of our teams lost. So, uh, you know, that could happen any time, uh, especially in the playoffs. All right, Coach, appreciate you joining us today. All right, thanks. That's Kevin Creasy, head football coach at Oakland. Uh, we'll take a break and be right back. 